This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa bihi nasta'inu ala umuri dunya wa ad-deen. Wal aqibatul muttaqina wa la udwana illa ala zalimeen. وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين uh, إن شاء الله تعالى this is a continuation of our uh, weekly tafsir of Surah Al-Baqarah we were in the midst of talking about the changing of the Qibla and its ramifications and consequences to the believers as well as the non-believers We spoke about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeated many times The changing of the Qibla and how it was a command from Allah Almighty How every command that comes from Allah is a command that is full of wisdom And that in the end of the day it is not up to the Prophet nor the believers to decide What acts of worship should be followed and what not It all comes from Allah and it is all wisdom We also mentioned how um, the uh, Yahud They weren't happy with this change From Jerusalem to the Kaaba Because they felt that this was a betrayal uh, From the Prophet of their faith Similarly there were a lot of people that The Munafiqeen would use this as an example Of Prophet Muhammad not being able to change his mind Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refuted all of those And said that uh, In the end it is the truth from Allah Do not become of the doubtful So don't let the statements of the Yahud And the statements of the hypocrites Get to you O Muhammad and O believers Then the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Emphasize this And it's really important This emphasis is for a reason This is the first abrogation That we come across Main act of worship being abrogated From Jerusalem to Mecca It is to affirm um, and reiterate that our relationship with commandments is one of following, not one of challenging As opposed to the ummah that has failed this, which was the Banu Israel When they were commanded, they kept on failing because they were either challenging the commandments Or they were out refusing to do so Or they were finding out, uh, they were finding loopholes within the commandments like they did with the Sabbath Here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is now speaking to this ummah the followers of Prophet Muhammad The ummah that Allah called Ummatun wasatun A ummah on the middle path An ummah that is upon the correct path So our relationship with the commandments Should be one of adherence and obedience And then this is also preparing us For the many commandments that we are about to follow That they are about to be mentioned in this surah um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also spoke about the fact that uh, the purpose of the Prophet ﷺ being sent And that every single command from Allah is a blessing And that we shouldn't only assume blessings are the things that we enjoy Even the guidance that comes from Allah The hidayah, the awamir and the nawahi Prohibitions and commandments Are also ni'mah Like Allah says um, here in this ayah وَلِأُتِمَّ نِعْمَتِي عَلَيْكُمْ So that I may complete my ni'mah upon you and this is referring to the Qibla change So the Qibla change, just like any other commandment Is a ni'mah The five daily prayers are a ni'mah Going to hajj is a ni'mah Ni'mah means a, a blessing and a good thing And that we shouldn't only look at that which is good That which gives us worldly benefit But all of these commandments This whole Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ Kulluha ni'am It is all a blessing 
Because it gives us guidance on how to live And it gives us guidance on what to do and what not to do And when the Quran and the Sunnah is applied Everything prospers The person, those around him And the world itself So it is a ni'mah And so you may be guided And then Allah gave an example of the greatest one, Or one of the greatest ni'mah Which was the sending of the Prophet And he spoke about the purpose of this Prophet This Prophet recites upon you my ayat A ni'mah He purifies you Another ni'mah He teaches you the Quran and the Sunnah Another blessing وَيُعَلِّمُكَ He will teach you مَا Something لَمْ تَكُونُ تَعْلَمُ That you do not know And then what are we supposed to do Regarding all of these blessings What are we supposed to do فَذْكُرُونِي Remember me And mention me أَذْكُرُكُمْ I will remember you And mention you Allah said وَشْكُرُونِي And be grateful And among the ways We are supposed to be grateful Is by acting upon the commandments By following them And by appreciating our creator وَلَا تَكْفُرُونَ And do not be ungrateful And we spoke about last week About what kufr means And that kufr means either being ungrateful Or rejecting the truth And both are meaning which is why Here takfurun doesn't mean do not reject the truth Takfurun means don't be ungrateful So here we are told to be grateful To have shukur Now whenever shukur is mentioned There is something else that must be mentioned with it And these two things they make up our personality Our characteristics Who we are Or how we should live And that is shukur which is gratefulness And sabr which is patience Because in this world you're between two You're either being tested with a calamity Something that is difficult Or you're being blessed with a favor and a blessing When you are favored When you are blessed Have shukur Be grateful and when you are tested, when you're going through a calamity, have sabr. And the believer is between these two. And it, the ulama, they, Allah mentions by the way in the Quran, the virtue of the shakur, the one who is often grateful. In fact, when um, Aisha radiallahu anha saw the Prophet sallallahu stand in prayer for many, many hours, and the Prophet would get hurt, his feet, they would swell, and then he would bleed sometimes. Because of how long he's standing in prayer She asked him why And he said uh, She said to him Allah forgave you from that which From before and that which is in the future Meaning you have no sin You're sinless Why are you going through this much ibadah And he said Afala akunu abdan shakura. Will I not be a grateful servant If Allah has given me this Then should I not show my gratitude through prayer which is why, and also Allah when he was praising Nuh said, إِنَّهُ كَانَ عَبْدًا shakura." Nuh was a grateful servant. The best way to show gratitude is by worship. And we mentioned that you show gratitude through worship, through your speech, by thanking the one that deserves to be thanked, and by staying away from that which angers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, you must have shukur. Why? If you don't have shukur, Allah will remove the blessings. لَإِن شَرْتَكْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ if you have shukur, I will give you more. Allah give you children, be grateful. Allah will give you more children. Allah give you wealth, be grateful. Allah will give you more wealth. That's how it works. Now, gratefulness is not something you only feel. It starts how you feel. Understand that ni'mah came from Allah. Don't attribute it to anyone else. Anyone else. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then thank Allah. Say alhamdulillah. Then, um, through your acts of good deeds and worship, also, uh, so shukur like Allah in the Quran, 
And like the Prophet was doing with this prayer. Here Allah says, Ya ayyuhaladina amin, O you who believe. Now think about this, Ikhwanifillah. Allah just taught us or told us about a huge change within the Muslim that happened, which was the changing of the Qibla, which they were then told to follow. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us some of the wisdoms behind it. Allah is about to tell us many more acts of worship. Whether it is something that is going to change, whether it is something Allah wants you to do, you're going to need patience. You're going to need patience to follow. Following is not easy. Ya ayyuhaladinam, O you who believe. Ista'inu seek aid. Be sabri wa salah in patience and in prayer. Seek aid in patience and in prayer. In other words, utilize what's going to help you become a better servant, what's going to help you become grateful, what's going to help you follow the commandments is patience and prayer. Be sabri with patience. Was salati and prayer. Inna Allah, indeed Allah, ma'as sabrin is with those who have patience. The ulama, they discussed the relationship between sabr and salah. Um, some ulama say the prayer in it, itself is a manifestation of our patience, right? Because it requires sabr. And what is sabr, ikhwan fillah? Because it's mentioned here, uh, seek aid. In other words, you need to take control of yourself. You need to be able to control yourself to follow the commandments. To do that, you need Allah's help. Allah is telling us, seek you aid and support from patience. In other words, have patience regarding the acts of worship. The ulama, they say there's three types of patience. Uh, you have sabr regarding doing the acts of worship. Sabr uh, to have patience regarding the acts of worship. It's not easy to wake up for fajr. It's not easy to give that zakat. It's not easy to give charity. It's not easy. It requires patience. And this is one type of patience. It is also requires sabr for you to, to stop yourself from sinning. You, you want to um, uh, backbite someone. You know, you have a really good story to tell and you want to tell your friend. It's not easy to stop yourself, right? Uh, a woman is in love with this person and it's really hard for her to not have a haram relationship, for example. Or it's really hard for you to not skim that little bit of money that you have and, and steal some of it. You want to stop yourself every single time requires patience. <coughs> So, you need patience to push yourself to worship You need patience to stop yourself from sinning And finally, this is one that we are familiar with Patience with regards to the calamities that are painful You lost a child You got diagnosed with an illness You uh, lost a lot of money in, in investment uh, You are struggling to find a job You are going through a divorce Anything like this it requires patience as well. And many of the verses that we're going to be reading tonight are going to be about sabr. Now, Allah rewards us for sabr. Allah rewards us for our sabr. Each time. Whether it's sabr regarding worship, whether it's sabr regarding staying from sin, whether it's sabr regarding the qadr of Allah as it relates to painful calamities, each one Allah rewards you for. And Allah mentions that the reward of those who have patience is بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ It actually cannot be enumerated. So it's something that we should really hold fast to. Um, one act of worship that has a really particular relationship with uh, patience is fasting. Because fasting, oh, everything about fasting is controlling yourself. And this is why the ulama, they say sabar is al-habs. It's to control yourself, to take hold of yourself. And you need to take hold of yourself 
towards doing something you don't want to do, stopping yourself from something that you want to do. And how do you take hold of yourself? It is through practice. It is through faith and through iman and through knowledge. All of this you require to have patience. As it relates to um, patience uh, from calamities, another very important point to remember is that the sabr is in the sadmatil ula. It is fi awwalil wahla. It is at the first. Um, this is why there was a woman during the time of the Prophet and she was grieving. She was at the grave. She was at the grave. Uh, and she was crying and she was grieving. And the Prophet came to her and said to her, Isbiri, Ya Amatallah, have patience, O servant of Allah. And she said, Get out of me, get away from me, you don't know how I'm feeling, you don't know what happened to me. She's saying this to who? To the Prophet. The Prophet left her. And after a while, some of the Sahaba came to him and somebody wired suggested it was actually Abu Bakr. And do you know who that was? That was the Prophet. And she didn't know. So she rushes to the Prophet and said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm going to have patience now. And the Prophet wasallam said, Patience is at the, at the start of the, of the calamity. So what does that mean, to have patience at the start of the calamity? What are you allowed to do and what are you not allowed to do? First, it means that you understand that this is the qadr of Allah and that whatever pain you feel, you don't direct any anger towards Allah hasha wa kalla, or towards the qadr of Allah. So you, don't, you, you control that aspect of yourself. You realize that in the end of the day, you are owned by Allah. Whatever is happening, your body is owned by Allah. This world is owned by Allah and Allah does what he wants. And you truly embody, you truly internalize that, and you accept that, and then you, of course, feeling sad, you can't control. This is why what you're allowed to do is mentioned in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ when his son Ibrahim was dying. What did he say? He said, "In the heart feels sadness, and the eye." Tears. There are tears in the eye. That's the, those two are normal. You can't control those. And we will not say except that which pleases Allah. So you can control what you say. So you control that. You do habs. You take control of what you say. So what do you say? You say Alhamdulillah. You say Inna Lillahi wa Inna Ilayhi Rajiun. We'll come to that verse. You 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 understand. You take control of what you say. You say that which is pleasing. That which is good. And you also take control of what you do, which is why لَيْسَ You don't go overboard in your yelling and in your screaming and in your. You keep yourself calm. You take control of yourself. This is patience as it relates to calamities. As it relates to patience regarding staying away from worship, staying away from sin, and and this you do this by reminding yourself and uh, anyone that has an eagerness to fall into to, to do a sin. You want to do a sin And then you stop yourself Out of fear of Allah Allah rewards you for stopping yourself Anyone that has difficulty doing an act of worship But pushes themselves Allah rewards them for that So this is what sabr is So istainu seeks aid With sabr, with patience With salah and prayer How does prayer help you? The more you pray 
it increases your iman, it makes other worship easier for you. How does prayer help you? Prayer keeps you away from sin, like Allah said, Inna salatanha anil fahsha'i wal munkar. Inna Allah, indeed Allah is ma'asabirina with those who have patience. Allah being with you has different stages. Allah is with everyone in his knowledge, meaning Allah is aware of everyone and what they're doing. So He is with you wherever you are. Allah is with us in his knowledge. He knows what we are up to, the Muslim and the non-Muslim, the believer, the disbeliever, the hypocrite, the sinner, the worshipper, the one at night praying, the one that is doing something haram. Allah is with us with his knowledge. He knows what everyone is doing. But then there is a ma'iyah that is khas, there is a special um, company that Allah, uh, uh, being with the believers. Allah says, Inna Allah ma'alladheena taqaw, Allah is with those who have taqwa. Walladheena hum muhsinun, and those who do good. Allah is with them how? Just with his knowledge? No, with his knowledge, with his blessings, with his guidance, with, with aiding them, all of this. This is the ma'iyah of the believer. And then there is a ma'iyatun khasatun khasa, an extremely special ma'iyah. And that is when Allah says to his prophets, I am with you. That is even more special. Like when Allah said to Prophet Muhammad in the cave, when inna Allah ma'ana, Allah is with us. Allah is with us. Or uh, when Allah says to Musa and Harun, innani ma'akuma asma'u ara, I am with you. I see and I hear. This is even more special. This is how Allah aids His prophets. Which is why when Musa was at the, at the shore, and uh, the, 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 the army of Fir'aun was approaching, Allah said, When the two groups saw each other, the, the, the Banu Israel said, Inna We will be caught. They will catch up with us. He said, no. Who said that? Musa. What did he know? Inna Rabbi. Allah is with me. Sayyidin, he will guide me. So this type of ma'iyah is even more special. So Allah is with us in his knowledge. And we ask Allah to be with us in his aid and in his guidance as well. So, regarding patience, we need patience to be able to do worship. In the following verse, Allah is going to speak about one of the most difficult acts of worship. And that is the one who gives his life for Allah. The one who gives his life for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To give your wealth is one thing. Your time is another. But there's nothing that we love more than our own nafs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَقُولُ And do not say. Do not say. لِمَنْ يُقْتَلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ To those that are killed in the path of Allah. أَمْوَاتٌ Don't say they died. بَلْ رَاذَرْ أَحْيَاءٌ They are alive. But you do not realize it. You do not feel it. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about those that died in, for his sake. Um, these, this ayat, some ulama, they say they were revealed before Badr. And some say after, and Allah knows best. There were many people that died for the sake of Allah. And there are many people that will die for the sake of Allah. And that is the great, one of the greatest rank one can reach Is that you don't sacrifice just your time You don't just sacrifice your, your, your uh, wealth But that the most important thing to you, your life You sacrifice it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The first person that did that in, Within our history was Sumayyah Who sacrificed her life 
because Quraysh killed her because she was Muslim. And not just her, but her husband as well. Which is why the Prophet ﷺ said to them, Isbiru ala Yasir, Jannah. Have patience all the family of Yasir, for indeed your place is in Jannah. And there were many of the Sahaba who were martyred, who lost their life uh, for the sake of Allah, who were shuhada. And many did so in the, some did in the Battle of Badr, many in the Battle of Uhud. And this was something that caused the Sahaba reason to, to feel grief. You lost your family, you lost your friends. Here Allah is teaching them, teaching us that those who die for Allah, those who lose their life for this faith, that they should be celebrated. They shouldn't, rather than mourning over them, Allah is saying to us, don't even say they, they died. وَلَا تَقُولُ Do not say. لِمَنْ يُقْتَلُوا Those who are killed في سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ And the path of Allah. أَمْوَاتٌ They died. بَلْ رَاضَرْ أَحْيَاءٌ They are alive. وَلَكِنْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ But you do not feel it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that the shuhada are alive. And the Prophet explained this in a hadith that the shuhada, they, their souls live في أجواف طيورين in the, in the hollows of birds They live in birds They are eating from paradise The shuhada are alive And this is a high status to reach For someone to give his life for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And it is something that is highly honored It is something Generally speaking by the way In most cultures for someone to give their life for something is seen as something great, right? For someone to die for a great cause, it is celebrated across all cultures. How about the one who dies for the greatest cause? The greatest cause, which is uh, this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, this is a great ibadah. Sadly, it is also uh, because it is such a high status and such an honorable thing. It has been misused by many to involve people in acts which are not for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And neither are they for the, uh, the fulfillment of the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or for the spread of this religion. Rather, it is to harm others. And this is why one needs to be careful. One needs to be careful. And every time you move away from the teachings of the Sahaba and the Tabi'een and the teachers of the Prophet ﷺ, we go astray, even in matters as honorable as this. Uh, and how many are those that have been told that they are giving their lives up for a cause, but all they did was harm themselves, harm their hereafter, and harm people that didn't deserve it? That being said, as a ibadah, it is a difficult one. And it is not easy. And anything that isn't easy requires what? Sabr. And here Allah is giving us an example. The sabr that we just talked about, here's an example of an act of worship that was required of the Sahaba to put their lives on the line for the Prophet at Badr, at Uhud, at Khandaq, and at many other places. This requires sabr. You're not allowed to run away. 
You have to hold your, your ground. And this is the reward. In Surah Imran, Allah expands upon it even more. وَلَا تَقُولُوا لِمَنْ يُقْتُلَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ إِنَّ رَبِّهِمْ نَزَقُونَ فَرِحِينَ إِمَا أَتَاهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ Allah talks about how the shuhada are alive, eating and getting provision from their Lord, that they are happy. They are happy for what Allah has given them. So, in uh, another hadith, the Prophet mentioned that the shuhada, those that uh, give their life for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they would love to do it again and again and again and again. For there is nothing greater. They have given the ultimate price for Allah Almighty. And uh, it is a sign of faith and belief to want to be among those. But may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us. And the first step for that is to have sabr. And of course to ensure. And the Prophet was asked about different categories, different types of people. And he said the only one who is worthy of that rank is the one who truly does it for the sake of Allah. And does it لِتَكُونَ كَلِمَةُ اللَّهِ الْعُلِيَا Now, this is one test Right? The test to give the most dearest to you for Allah But before that, there are many other tests Can you give your money for the sake of Allah? Can you take the blanket off to go for Fajr? Can you walk in the cold and go to the masjid? Can you handle giving your zakat and your charity? Can you learn your deen and sit for many hours studying? Can you read the Qur'an? Can you learn the Qur'an? Can you learn the Qur'an's meaning? Can you do all of this, sacrifice your time and your wealth and show your love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? All of the aforementioned things require one thing, which is what, ikhwani fillah? Sabr. Allah tests us in many ways. Now that the highest form of test was mentioned, here is another test. That we go through will test you Wallahi That was Indeed we will test you And we will trial you And we will certainly test you With some fear And hunger And loss of property And lives والثمرات and crops وبشر الصابرين but O Prophet Muhammad give good news to those who have patience here Allah is telling us that Allah will test us and how Allah will test us um, the word bala to be tested baliya or bala or ibtila it happens in many ways Allah says in the Quran وَبَلَوْنَاهُمْ بِالْحَسَنَاتِ وَالسَّيِّئَاتِ we tested them with good and with bad وَنَبْلُوكُمْ بِالشَّرِّ وَالْخَيْرِ فِتْنَةِ Allah tests you with good and with bad. And we mentioned, when something good happens to you, what are you required to do? Have shukur. And when something bad happens to you, what are you required to do? Have sabr. Now those two, you need them. For any test. We mentioned in the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah, when Allah was speaking about the Bani Israel, Allah said, وَإِذْنَا جَيْنَاكُمْ مِنْ آلِ فِرْعَوْنَ يَسُومُونَكُمْ سُوَى الْعَذَابِ يُذَبِّحُونَ أَبْنَاءَكُمْ وَيَسْتَحْيُونَ نِسَاءَكُمْ وَفِي ذَلِكُمْ بَلَاءٌ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ عَظِيمٌ Allah said, talking about the Bani Israel, and mention or remember, um, when we saved you, from who? From Fir'aun and his people, when they would punish you, kill your children, and take your uh, woman, uh, or, or leave your woman, not killing them, but take them. 
And in that was a great test. What was the great test? Who can tell me? Who can tell me what the great test was in this verse? What's the great test referring to? The, the, what, was, what happened to Bani Israel? What is mentioned? The killing of the, of the boys, right? This is the, the, the test. How did the ayah start? And remember when we saved you, saved you. The ulama say, the test referring to towards the end is not the killing, rather it is the saving. And some say it's both. Remember when we saved you? That was a test. Remember when they were punishing you and killing your children? That was also a test. And when we saved you, you should have done shukur. And when they were uh, um, torturing your children and killing them, you should have had sabr. Does that make sense? So this is sabr and shukur. You, you need them both. And in your life, throughout your day, you have, when you wake up and you're healthy, have shukur. Later on, you get a headache, have sabr. You get a promotion at work, have shukur. You lose your job, have sabr. You're always between those two. You're always between those two. We will test you The word in here is referring to some. Some fear. Some jur. Why? Because never, rarely, if ever, is someone's life 100% negative. Right? In al-khawfi, Allah will test you with fear. What is this fear referring to? Well, fear can come in many ways. Fear can come in many ways. Enemy attacking is a type of fear that can happen, right? Alhamdulillah, we are enjoying somewhat uh, the pleasure of being in somewhere that is safe. Many of our brothers and sisters in this world live in places that is extremely unsafe and they are being tested with khawf, with fear. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of us. So Allah says, we will test you with fear when you are afraid, have patience. And with hunger. Many places in the world, people don't have enough to eat and they're being tested with hunger. Allah could have created food for them. This is a test. And just like fear is a test, safety is also a test. And just like hunger is a test, so is being affluent and having riches a test. But here Allah is referring to these difficult tests of fear and hunger. And loss of property, well anfusi and lives, thamarati and crops. Imam Shafi'i said, Al Anfus means illness, thamarat means children. Right? And you can, there are many tafasid you can use. In other words, Allah tests us in all of these different ways. And when the Sahaba were entering into these battles, they were being tested with all of these. The fear during the battle of Hazab, when Medina was surrounded, right? And the Muslims thought, the Sahaba thought, this is it. The hunger that they felt when they were digging the trenches, to the point that the Prophet ﷺ, he wrapped a, a, a stone against his stomach to um, mimic the feeling of, of that pressure of fullness. anfus And the loss of property, anfus and lives. So many of them died. thamarat. And then all of this, whether you, uh, whether we talk about the khawf of um, when you have no safety, hunger, poverty, uh, loss of wealth, losing your money, uh, whether it is sickness or losing lives or losing children or losing crops, 
all of these are talking about worldly calamities. And they are of different types and of various types. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then said, وَبَشِّرْ Give glad tidings. Glad tidings. To the people that all of this happens to them, give them glad tidings. Glad, good news. How is any of this good news? For who? وَبَشِّرْ مَنْ الصَّابِرِينَ Those who have patience. So, when calamity strikes, have what? Patience. And then what? Remember what I said earlier, we learned from the Prophet ﷺ, when his son Ibrahim was dying, and he was crying and holding him, he said, I will not say except that will please Allah. And what is that? What should you say? When you are going through a difficult situation, what should you say? First, have patience and then, وَبَشِّرْ and, and give glad tidings uh, to who? To الصَّابِرِينَ and those who have patience. الَّذِينَ They are those who إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ When a calamity or musibah strikes them, when a calamity strikes them, قَالُوا They say, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ To Allah we belong. They understand that they belong to Allah. Your wealth, you, your health, your children, everything belongs to Allah. إِنَّا لِلَّهِ and to him we shall raji'oon return. So this is what you say. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Step one, have patience. Step two, say what? Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. There is a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ spoke about the person that loses a child. That the Prophet ﷺ said that he asks the angels, What did my servant who just lost a child say? What were they saying? And they will say, Ya Rabbi, kanu yahmudunak. They were saying, Alhamdulillah. And then, uh, so they had patience. And they were saying, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Those two things are mentioned. Alhamdulillah, and inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Then Allah said, Did they say this after I took thamarata uh, fu'adihim? After I took their child, the one whom they loved so much, that was attached to their heart, they were still praising me and they were still saying, Inna lillahi and they say, yes, O oh Allah. Allah says, if that's the case, ibnu lahum baytan fil jannah, build them a palace in jannah, wasammihi bayt alhamd, and name it the house of praise. So because of their patience, and because of the right thing that they said, what did they earn? A place in jannah. May Allah make us among those. Ikhwani fillah, having sabr has levels. Has levels. The first, when a calamity strikes you, it could be anything really. Wallah, it could be anything. You, you broke your hand, your car is messed up, you lost it. It could be really anything. When, when something happens to you, have patience, meaning stop yourself from having a tasakhut, which is to be get angry. Don't get angry, accept it. Understand that this is the qadr of Allah. That's level one. At the very least, understand the qadr from Allah, don't get angry and have patience. Now sabar, there's a higher level than sabar. The higher level than sabar is ar-ridah, to actually be pleased. To be pleased with whatever happens to you, good or bad. And then and even higher is don't just be pleased that you actually thank Allah. Something horrible happened to you, but you're in a, such a level of iman, you're thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why would you thank Allah? Shuraih the Qadi, uh, Shuraih al-Qadi the Tabi'i, he said, I, whenever a calamity strikes me, I thank Allah for, five reasons, for, five, for four reasons. Whenever a calamity strikes me, I thank Allah, and I say alhamdulillah, because this calamity, it was not related to my faith. Right? Uh, when we, and we ask Allah to not make our masaib in our, in our deen. 
Allahumma la taj'al musibatana fi dinina. Oh Allah, do not make, do not um, test us with our faith, with our deen. Right? It is the most important thing about you. You rather it be it, to be tested with regards to your wealth or anything else than your deen. So he said, whenever calamity strikes, I thank Allah, alhamdulillah, my deen is still safe. And then he said, I also thank Allah because it could have been worse. Right? So if I lost half my wealth, alhamdulillah, I did not lose all of it. If a, my, my, my wife died, alhamdulillah, my children are still alive. Right? If um, I'm diagnosed with an illness, alhamdulillah, I could have gotten worse. So he, he said, I thank Allah for I know it could have been worse. And then he said, I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for granting me the ability to have patience. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for granting me the ability to have sabr. Because this is also a blessing. And then he said, uh, finally, I also thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for uh, uh, expecting the reward. Because any Muslim that happens to you, Allah rewards you for it and removes sin. So these are reasons to be grateful for when things happen to you that are harmful. Right? Now, what is prescribed in this verse? Allah talks about, O oh Muhammad, give glad tidings to the sabirin, those who, when a musibah happens to them, they say, to Allah we belong, and to Him we shall return. What do they get once they do that? Once they have sabr, once they say, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon, what is the glad tidings? Ula'ika alayhim indeed, upon those is, salawatun min rabbihim, blessings from the Lord, wa rahmatun and mercy. وَأُولَٰئِكَ indeed they are هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ The ones who are guided. Here, إخوان في الله, we learn about two things that they are given. Salawatun min Rabbihim rahmah. Salawatun. Salawat is... What does that mean? Some ulama say salawat means mercy, rahmah. Right? They say salawat from Allah is rahmah. They say, As-salatu min Allahi al-rahmah. Wa min al-malaikati al-istighfar. Right? So, um, when, when Allah says the Quran, Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu tislima, or inna Allah wa malaikatuhu yasalluna ala nabi. When the, uh, Allah says, indeed Allah and the angels, they sent salawat from the Prophet, the salawat from the Prophet is mercy, and the salawat from the angels is seeking forgiveness. But, here mercy is already mentioned separately, rahmah. And a general rule we have is, that it says, What does that mean? It means when two things are mentioned together and they're separated with and or wah. If I say, That means Ali and Muhammad are two different things, right? Two different things, right? So uh, there are exceptions. So when Allah said they will have salawat and rahmah, they necessitated salawat and rahmah are what? Two different things. Are you guys with me? So what is salawat? And if it's not mercy, what is it? Uh, Abu Aliya mentions in, in, uh, in, uh, in, in Sahih Bukhari actually that he said, As-salawat, as-salatu min Allahi hiya al-thana. It is to be praised. Wa-dikruka fil mala ila'ala. And to be mentioned in the higher plane with the, with the angels, with the higher presence. It means that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends salawat upon you, that Allah is mentioning you in the presence of the angels. It means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is praising you. This is what they say. And some ulama say it is all of the above. Salawat from Allah is that you are praised by the Almighty, that you are forgiven by the Almighty, and that you are also shown mercy. It's all of the above. Warahmatun and mercy. So, if whenever calamity strikes, you have patience, 
and you say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un to Allah who belong to him, we shall return, you shall get salawatun min rabbihim, a blessing from your Lord, barakah and istiq and ghufran and, and all of the things that we mentioned, wa rahmatun and mercy. And indeed they are the ones who are guided Rightly guided And this is why Allah says in Surah Taghabun وَمَنْ يُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ يَهْدِ قَلْبَهِ Whoever has faith in Allah Especially during calamities يَهْدِ قَلْبَهُ Allah will make sure that his heart is steadfast Meaning what? Allah will guide you to having even more patience Allah will guide you to have gratitude Allah will guide you to praise him Even during these difficult times These ayats all revolve around the concept of sabr and sabr revolves around worship, staying away from sin, and dealing with calamities. And as it leads to worship, the most difficult one was mentioned, which is when you worship Allah by giving your life for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which requires patience, and, and the reward of course is so great that Allah mentions that they are alive, and we should say that they are alive. Now one more thing to mention regarding that, is that the life of the shuhada is called hayat barzakhiyah. It is not the same life as we have this world. They left this world. They left this world, but they are given that rank that they are alive and that they live a better life than those who do not die as shuhada. So although they move on to a different existence, they live a more uh, uh, luxurious life than those who die regular deaths. And in the end, Allah will resurrect all and all will be judged. And then, فَرِيقٌ فِي الْجَنَّةِ وَفَرِيقٌ فِي السَّعِيرِ we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us patience in worship, to grant us patience staying away from sin, and to grant us patience related to calamities. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those that genuinely say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. O Allah, shower us with your mercy, send salawat upon us. Sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Hada wa akhru da'wana ilhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.